our international audience out there, for our African audience and out there, they will know Pizzo, Pizzo the coach, but we want to tell them about Pizzo the man. And, and Pizzo, you grew up in apartheid South Africa, and that is something a generation of youngsters, whether they're in South Africa or around the world, won't know about. What was your experiences growing up in apartheid South Africa? Well, at this point in time, where we are now, post-apartheid, uh, you know, you look back and uh, you, you, you have uh, uh, the unfortunates and you also have the positives that come out of that. The unfortunates were, of course, we know what apartheid was, not being able to do what you're supposed to do. For me, in, 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 in football in my life, because football has been my life, uh, I had an opportunity to come travel to Europe at that time, and uh, I couldn't, I couldn't travel. I couldn't get a visa to travel, you know. So to go to Europe, so that was one opportunity that I lost. That's the regret, the regrets that we have. I have from South Africa and family-wise. I've got one of my family members. There's Musiman is now in Kenya. Those are the people who who skipped out of South Africa and campaigned for uh, for anti-apartheid uh, outside the country, if you know all, most of our ministers and all the politicians were outside South Africa, including uh, Tabun Beki, President Tabun Beki, and then, and even uh, Jacob Zuma was outside South Africa, who was our past president. So a lot of people were, were outside South Africa to, to train and to, to know how, when they come back home, how they could do things. And my uncle died in Kenya, he was in Kenya, we have a family there. So, and also my education was done in a different language. We had to do Afri um, mathematics and physical science in African, Africans language, which is Afrikaans is uh, like a Dutch, Dutch uh, language. So those are the issues that we had, that I can say we had uh, during apartheid. But the positive is that our mindset has been different and we appreciate where we are and uh, we look at life different and then it has made us to work harder to not to have regrets and saying, uh, you know, we, we should do it and we make it possible. And an icon of Nelson Mandela is, is what we look up to. So, so there are also positives out of that came out. It's made us stronger mentally. Pizzo, when you were growing up, there would have been a lot of student protests and student uprisings and the country pretty much would have been in a state of emergency. What do you remember about that time? What do you remember about the protests and what was going on in, in the 70s and the 80s in South Africa? Well, we were students at that time. I was one of the students, I was young. My brothers uh, who were older than me were more active, more than me, because I was the last one in the family. And my, my mother made sure that I must never be outside. Uh, the yard, but my brothers, I could see them fighting outside. I could see police chasing them. I could see them, the students protesting. And uh, that's the only way we could protest. That's why we are where we are. It was a protest. And, and you know, students, what, what can you use to, to protest or to fight? We had nothing. We had stones to, pro, to, to, to fight the guns. You know, a lot of children and, uh, were shot. Uh, by live uh, ammunition, you know, I'm not talking only about rubber bullets, which were there, of course, and uh, tear gas, all that. But um, yeah, I I was a little bit younger to be really, really inside 
the whole thing. But uh, I could see if you, when you're out, you have to run for cover. We couldn't play outside as usual. You know, the townships were raided by, by these big trucks of police. And it, they even brought the army, to be honest. So that's, that's, that's the sad part of it. And we couldn't go to school. Schools were, were disrupted. Uh, we couldn't go to school. Schools were closed. But it was for a good thing. We, we lost our education for freedom. But we can still go back to our education. Pete, so you have a really holistic and mature look at, 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 at your life and, and what you experienced. I was wondering, when was the first time you remember experiencing racism in South Africa? Was there a, a moment when you remembered um, somebody being racist towards you? Or perhaps you had a bad experience with the police or um, law enforcement in the country? Yeah, well, racism was there. We grew up with it. Uh, you'd see it when you wanted to go to areas that you felt you should access them, and you could not. You know, like uh, simple thing as you go to town. When you go to town, because we live in townships, we're not allowed to live in the suburbs. Uh, that law was there. Somebody, we have to go to town, and town is where everybody buys groceries or whatever you have to buy. You know, you have to buy clothes or things, you got to go to town. So when you go to town, that's where you see, you practice it, where you see that they're not, uh, there's toilet for you, there's toilet for white people. It's just a simple thing that you want to relieve yourself, uh, you've got to know. The bus, bus stop, there's a bus for you, there's a station for other people. You know, you can't go to, to, to live where they were living, where the white people were living. Uh, that's 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 was, that's where you are. Uh, you, you get a part You can't go to schools that you'd like to get education. The best schools were in where 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 the white children are. Where to be honest, we all know that you couldn't go to those schools. You're not allowed to go to schools. So you could not allow to play, live, uh, education, and all the important things that anybody needs in in your life. Coach. Um... Just staying on the topic of what you're talking about in the context, obviously racism is a deplorable topic and something that a lot of people have experienced. What have you learned from the past that has now helped you where you currently are or get to where you currently are? You, you always wanted to do well as, as a person, as a human being, and, 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 and live a life that's everybody wants to live you know so so the, the, the good experience for me to help me is when football uh, now uh, 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 discrimination was never was now banned in football and that's where for me football has been my life that's where I really really appreciate the opportunity to play uh, football with anybody and now we are allowed to play football with white people and because it was always a, 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 an argument to say uh, the white league is better than the black league, you know? I mean, I mean, it was to that level that white players could play only amongst themselves and black people could only play amongst themselves. So when that law came out and we could all play together, it was, was beautiful for us to check who is better, who is not better. And, and also it's not all about that, it's, it's playing with different people and because because football is, is, is there's no color. Football is about talent. It's about what you do. So you find that black people have an advantage on, for example, we all know 
even from the world, if you can check, if you want uh, the technique, the better skills, the better skills, you're going to go to Africa or South America. That's true. But when you look for a football organization, tactical organization, and raise the strong players who, 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 who have the best technique in terms of passing an organization, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's Europe. You can check the NBA. You know, if you want shooters, people who shoot, mostly it's, it's the Europeans who come and, 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 and with the structure. But if you want people who can dribble, and uh, that's that's the, the black Americans in, in, in NBA. And even in football, it's the same thing. It's a fact. We all know it, you know. But the shooters, three-pointers, and all other things also is more from Europe in NBA. So same as in, 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 in Europe. The brain has got different skills than than Rahif Stelio. It, it is exactly that, you know, and and you can know where Rahif Stelio's origin is from, and you know where the Kevin De Bruyne's origin is. It's straight Lionel Messi, Neymar, you know, all those people who could express the Dembele and the Dembele's from originate from from West Africa. The Frank was speaking. You can see. So it's mm. clear and straight, and that's that's my 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 thing was to be able to play anywhere, anyhow, and access to stadia, access to to good stadia, which is which belongs to the other side, not our side. Now, now just looking at that, the, as as Zane spoke about this earlier, the country was a state of emergency at, at some point. We all know that, but then we we have a supreme leader like uh, Nelson Mandela who comes in and unifies more than anyone in the country has ever done. What did he mean to you and what do you feel he means to South Africans as well? I will just go to the phrase that I always use and that's Nelson Mandela's quote. He says, uh, it always seems impossible until some, you know, so, so to, to come to your question is, 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 is that, that it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, it's a lesson. How, have you ever thought in our times that South Africa can have a black president as Nelson Mandela? Have you ever thought that when his, 20, when his youth life was taken and he spent 26 years, 27 years in jail, can he come out from jail to be the president in a few months? Those are amazing stories. Can can we believe that uh, uh, somebody from the township, uh, like me, that uh, comes from the township, from the backgrounds of apartheid, from that humble beginnings, can you be the first person to win the Champions League in South Africa? They have Champions League in South Africa, so or, or, and won it twice, and and every coach of the year in the continent. Remember, South Africa was not allowed to participate internationally. So we never knew where we were, how good we were with, with the continent with, uh, and with, uh, with the world itself. So that's, that's it. We've been given an opportunity. Now we are competing with the European coaches in South Africa who come and coach in South Africa and who coach also in the continent. So that's where we are, that uh, you know, even the borders were closed, but never, ever, ever underestimate a black South Africa. Come, coming into the dugout, as you mentioned a bit earlier, Coach, and you said that's where the hard work is done. That's where the difference is made. That's where the pressure are. How do you prepare your team week to week 
four games. If you could put a supporter in the change room to see the signs of what you put together to get a team ready. Yeah, well, it takes experience, but I'm helped by the experience I had in Namibia Sundowns. Uh, we play every three or four days. It's like Man City plays every three or four days. Liverpool, because we play in Champions League, we play in the local league, and and uh, we have also the World Cup, and then we have also the two Super Cups that we have to play: Super Cups of Egypt uh, and the Super Cups of Kef. I think you can imagine how many games are there, and then I think you can imagine the traveling also. So we 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 put around about easy more than 55, 50 games. Uh, or 60 games in, 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 in one football calendar. So so it's very tough, but you need experience, you need game management, you need player management, you need injury management, and you need to manage fatigue and rotation of the club, of the players. And remember when you rotate, sometimes the, the, you, you interfere with the flow because players are not the same and they play at different levels. So, uh, so it's a rest and recuperations and regeneration programs that are done on the medical side. So, so sports science comes to the party uh, in that space. It's like NBA. I mean, they play every day, every three days, every second day they play. How do you manage it? It's, it's, you see the, the thing that the game is over. The big players have been rested, uh, and, 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 and the guys who always carry the load always comes in. It is the same. You need that game management, but you have to have an experience of it. So I've been doing it for the last uh, seven years at Mamelodi Sundown in the Champions League, but I've never had uh, programs like Super Cups uh, and the Club World Cup uh, uh, coming in. Uh, so you play many games, it's a lot of games, but you have to manage. And I like what you mentioned, because you, you've touched on it twice during the conversation, Coach, the NBA. Because with the NBA as well, is the, is the extensive traveling that gets brought into this as well. So how do you accommodate that in everything of your in your preparation? Yeah, as I say, you, you plan your program very well and you have to be very close to your administrators, people who have to book flights, hotels for you guys, when you want to do that, you must let, let them, you have, to, you have to put everybody in one in one place to say, this is the program, this is what we, we're doing, and this is how we think we can achieve. And I'm not talking about only football players, I'm talking about your, your team managers, the, guy, the person who books flights for you guys, the person who books hotels, what kind of hotels do we want? Does the hotel has uh, uh, the regeneration programs? When are we leaving? When are we supposed to be back? And, and they must know why you want to be back on this day, because we have another game coming. So, so you, you, you have to have, uh, it's like you're a CEO in football. One of the days where you, you, you blow a whistle as a coach and then let's play and then that's it. So you're like a CEO, like in the UK, they call them managers, you know. So you, you, you manage even the, 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 mani the, the, the management office. They must know what you're doing. So you have to be on top, but you can't do that all alone. You have to have your soldiers around you closer people to you who, who those are the people I say they make us look good who run the, the different programs now you you coach have worked with multiple talented footballers uh, 
players with huge amounts of talent and are capable of playing anywhere around the world. For example, Percy Tau, when you were at Sundowns, who's now playing at Brighton, who was in Belgium doing well. Um, was there a moment on the field or in training or in any other interaction where you looked at a, a, a player and thought you could go all the way to the top? Yeah, it was Percy Tau and, and uh, Stephen Pinard. Uh, when they were younger, when, because I, I knew Stephen Pinard when he was 16, 17 years. There was this time when um, he got injured. I visited him at the hospitals and I brought him all these magazines. I don't know if you still remember the shoot magazines that uh, were more about football and, and UK based. I brought him some books to say, to read, to read and dream about it and say, you will make it at this level. And, and I was right. And the same as uh, uh, Percy Tau and, and many other players that uh, I have coached and help them to to go to Europe and, 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 and change their lives and change their family lives. We can go on of Bongani Zungus, the Kigan Doris. All these boys have gone to Europe and, and have made a, a living out of it. And I'm I'm happy to have to be part of the success. Bongani is at Glasgow Rangers now. Kigan Doris at Montpellier. We can all say all these good things. It's, it's beautiful. And our job is not to win trophies. Our job is to change people's lives and, and 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 that's that's more important for me than displaying all the trophies that uh that we won in my office you don't know no, it's, 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 i find the pleasure more on changing lives in south africa especially these boys come from my humble beginnings they come from my neighborhoods so so we then we can take the children to school to university we can change the clan you know our own clan to, to be able to get education and, and have a better life. That's why we play football. It's not about uh, the trophies you win. Coach, it shows that you're more than about what goes onto the field. How proud did it make you when you saw Percy Tao get his degree? Yeah, it's unbelievable because I used to share my stories with Percy. Uh, and I said, don't follow my, my route. There are things you can follow that I have done, but some you can do better. Uh, and that's what I told Casey. Um, I told Casey, uh, he knew I come from the same humble beginnings like him, but I managed to go play football in Europe. That's what I said, that you can follow. And and with education, I I dropped out, out of university and my father was not very happy with me. Uh, my father wanted me to be an accountant. And uh, I chose football. He was not happy. He says this thing does not have a future. But I made sure that whatever I do, I do it very well uh, to the highest. You know, that's why I don't even tell my children what to do. I said, they must choose what they want to do. But I always tell them that whatever you want to do, you must do it well. If you want to say that you love doing it. You know, don't do half. And then you come back and say, oh, I never thought this is like this. No, you've got to do it well. So that's what I did. And um, and I'm happy that uh, I, I didn't I didn't uh, follow that because I followed my heart, my passion. You know, I wake up in the morning. I, I'm happy to go to work. That's important for me, and I can now provide for my families through football as a coach. When we look at the next generation of South African managers, there's lots of Bafana players who have gone into management. You have Eric Tinkler, you have Sean Bartlett, you have Dalron Buckley, 
Benny McCarthy and, and even Bradley Carnell in the MLS. When you look at that crop of South African managers coming through, and there's others I haven't mentioned, who to you is the most exciting prospect and why? Uh, it's very difficult because Tinkler has done very, Tinkler has done very well also. You know, Benny McCarthy has won a trophy in, in two years' time being a manager. And um, uh, he's back in South Africa now as a coach at the Amazulu Football Club. He loves good football. He loves uh, uh, proper football. And, um, uh, yeah, you know, um, um, who's the, the guy who's in America now? Uh, Bradley Connell. Bradley Connell also had a chance to be uh, assistant coach in South Africa. And uh, he's been now assistant coach over there. And then he took over as head coach, I think. I don't know if he's still the head coach. He did. He was the interim head coach at the New York Red Bull. Yes, you know, there's opportunities. There's, uh, there's always uh, an opportunity for you. But you've got to make make your luck. You've got to you've got to push. You've got to show that you want it also. But uh, the name, if you have a name, also it helps. You understand? The name helps also. Of course. But the work, but the work must support the name. People like uh, Azam Wenger and Jose Mourinho didn't play at the highest level, but their work supported uh, them. Even Jurgen Klopp was good, but he was never the all-time uh, legend of of. of of Germany, of Germany in terms of football, you know, but he has done, he has done better than uh, uh, other legends uh, uh, of in Germany. So it's not all about uh, Arrigo Sacchi said, said it. He says, if you uh, if you have done, uh, you you might not have been the best player yourself, but can also uh, 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 show what uh, you are. Mm -hmm. So so that's it. So it's not about who you are only. And there are sure. managers who came in and didn't do well because, but they were top players, you know. Benny McCarthy has spoken about wanting to go to Europe, given his playing CV, and given he's quite young in his coaching career. Do you think he has the potential to do that one day, coach? Yeah, he can go to Europe, but it's the same thing, you know. As I told, uh, uh, I was I was in the panel of uh, I was a pundit uh, with Dwight Yoke and Owen Hargreaves. In South Africa, even uh, Townsend was also part of that. And and and, and Dwight York told me also, he says, Coach, they don't consider me. I can't even coach even the first division team, you know, not the Premier League. So so there's the, the too many things that can help to, to, to do. But your work will always, always help your work. But you must get an opportunity. Somebody must give you an opportunity to where you can show that you're good or you fail. I mean, Frank Lampard has been given previous opportunity also. Uh, Wayne Rooney has been given an opportunity. So I would pre presume that maybe those those players also give now uh, will give opportunities to like Dwight York and them also. Somebody will believe in them. You know, you never know. Coach, as always, a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, your pearls of wisdom will certainly be appreciated. Um, we also, we named you as uh, our coach of 2020. We have an award that we need to get to you. We have something that we'd like you to mount up on your wall. Do you think you'll mount it up at home in South Africa or do you think you'll mount your award just by, just next to the, the eagle flying so high behind you? I think I'll travel with it wherever I go. <laughs> 
but thanks for that. Uh, thanks for you honoring me. I'm humbled and appreciate. Um, yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we, we, we can always do better. You know, I think that's the thing. We can always, I can always improve. So I'm happy in the continent, I'm recognized, to be honest. I go to Morocco, they Egypt, even in Nigeria, they recognize me. So the continent is there for me. So I can't ask for Amen. Thank you for coming on the show, Pizzo. Courtney and I, this has certainly been a pleasure.